Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Troyo here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. Uh, I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you, we're believing for you, and we trust that God's gonna continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now here's the message today. Just a powerful time of worship, and uh, if this is your first time with us here at Oasis Church Chicago, uh, let me welcome you again. My name is Pastor JP, and um, we have been going, actually I should say this is the second week uh, that we, we have uh, been diving into God's Word, and uh, this is a topic that I know um, coming out of a powerful time of worship can, can, can almost feel like, really? Like, really? What, can't you just switch your message up, Pastor? Can't you... But I, I want to say something. This, 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 um, um, these sermons, these messages, this series uh, is a deep part of God's heart. It's a deep part of God's heart. And we discovered last week, we opened up what God's economy is, how it operates, how it works, and it all starts with the heart. Who was here last week? Can I just see a show of hands? Yeah. If we are going to be God's people, we're going to operate in his kingdom, and we're going to move about in his kingdom, we need to pray for the heart that God wants us to have, and that is a heart of generosity. What comes out of your heart, what's in your heart will come out. What you have inside of your heart will flow out to everyone around you, to your circumstances, throughout your home, throughout your marriages, throughout your relationships. What's in your heart matters, and if God that the standard of what it means to give, that's how his kingdom operates. And we as people are called to operate in that way, right? It's not said, the scripture doesn't say follow pastor as he follows. It says follow me as I follow Christ, right? It says follow me, follow those that have gone before, those that have carried this mantle of being believers of Jesus. Follow them and follow those that are doing it now. Follow them as they follow Christ. And if I'm going to follow Christ, then I got to follow him with whatever he says in his word. Even the parts that you want to take a black marker to. Yeah, thank you. Because that's true. There's a lot of things in here. You're like, I like, the, I like the love. I love the love. It's so good. I don't like that other stuff in there. But if we're going to be people of God, we got to be people of God that follow all of the word. All right? And God has, has great and mighty plans for this church. He's got great and mighty plans for you. And he's got things for you and, and things for your marriage and things for your homes that, that is so powerful and so unique to you but I want to encourage us and teach us and grow us in how to operate in the kingdom of his economy. And so we've been dealing with generosity and finances. And today I want to jump in and discover a powerful principle, a powerful principle that's all throughout Scripture. And I said last week, I'm going to do my best to read my notes. This is not like me. I'm going to do my best to avoid walking into the crowd or sitting next to people and freaking you all out. I want to read my notes today. I want to read what God's placed in my heart. And I just want to pray right now, before we go any farther, that the Holy Spirit would really open up our ears to receive this. That everything you've seen, everything you've heard, everything you may have experienced, every late night TV evangelist you've turned on or Sunday morning TV evangelist that you've turned on, everything that you've seen that has been off, it has not been right by the kingdom, I want to pray today that it's ripped out and we get replaced with us the kingdom of heaven in our hearts. Can I pray for that right now? Before we dive into this powerful principle. So bow your heads, close your eyes. Real quick, Holy Spirit, right now, I pray across this room that for you to just open up minds to receive, open up hearts to receive. I pray whatever we have known to be about your kingdom when it comes to our finances, when it comes to money, that you would show us your true kingdom. 
I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would breathe on me, that you would help me to articulate your heart, that I would not say words outside of what you may have, and that this ordinary guy can speak extraordinary by your power and your might to help us, each and every one of us, to be closer to you and to be who you've called us to be. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says, amen. Today, I want to talk about the power of first. First things first. First thing first. I'm going to talk about uh, the, the, the powerful principle about what God speaks in his word about the tithe. The tithe. What he says about the principle of first in scripture. And I, I want to dissect this. I want to go through scripture. I got a lot of scripture. I got a lot of stuff that I'm going to get through. I promise you. I'm going to do my best. But I want to I teach us what God's word says about first, the first tithes, the first fruits. What he believes to, to impart in us is that he operates with the first things in mind, with the first things in hearts. I believe this. And this is not a, like, I know a lot of messages I'm going to be like, you guys are going to rise up afterwards and be all happy and going. This is one that I, I'm going to say something. You're going to have to go home and wrestle. Don't just come here and read this word and this be the only word you get all week. Go home and wrestle with the word. Wrestle with God. Read the scriptures. Open them up. Engage for yourself. Don't just expect me to feed you 24-7. You with me, church? Come on. I know Slack's not behind me making me sound super kind and nice. You're like, what's happening? We missing something? Yeah, it's called Matt Slack. <laughs> but go home and wrestle with this stuff. Come to the, I was 24, I said this, I had a deep revelation. I got saved at 22. At 24, I had a deep revelation of the heart of God. And that was the heart that, hey, you know what, JP? Your life is not your own anymore. You are not in charge. You do not have control. You got to start living by God's word. And what God's word says is true. It does not return void. There are powerful principles. There are powerful promises. There are powerful ways for us to live. And you got to start living this thing out. And he taught me what it talks about when it comes to giving, what it comes to tithing, what it comes to having a heart of generosity. And I want to pray that we receive this this morning. So God's economy. First thing first. Would you agree with me, though, that there is an order to things? When you, when you begin to build something, would you agree that there's an order? You, you ever gotten an Ikea furniture set? That's from Satan himself. <laughs> there's an order. The, the first thing, like we talked about last week, is your heart. So first things first is your heart. But like once you have that foundation in place, you got to then take the first step, right? When you open up the directions, there's the first step, right? How many of you know that as men, we don't want to look at the directions? We will figure this thing out. And I'm the first person to tell you that I will build that Ikea piece of furniture. And some way, somehow, I got pieces left over. <laughs> and I go, this is not from the Lord. But you know that when it comes to getting stuff and building stuff, you got you to gotta follow the directions. you got to follow the ways that it tells you to go. And, and if, you, if you don't, like, like I've built Ikea furniture before, and I've had pieces left over, and it's, it's worked. But over time, it starts to wobble. You sit on that, that chair that I built that I know I have like four screws left over, but I just told Rachel that they just add extra screws in case you need more. Don't worry about it. And she sits down in her chair and it's going sideways. And she's like, Jay, what happened? I'm like, nothing. Don't worry about it. It's good. We'll figure it out later. Over time, as you build something that, that you built without taking the proper steps, you may start to get a little more shaky. It may not last. You might start to, to give yourself to something else that, that may, may help you fix what is broken. When we, I'm going to say something. 
There's a lot of great self-help stuff out there when it comes to your finances. But I'm telling you right now, I can say this boldly and confidently, I'm a product of it. God is the only one that can get your finances in order. Okay, let me say that with a smile. And he's the only one that can ordain your steps. And, and if you tap into what he says, what he says comes first. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you into all good things. How many of you believe that God will lead, God will direct, God will guide? But we got to get the first things first. We got to follow the steps of him. And I, okay, so this is, this is a principle in scripture, what I'm about to teach. This is a principle, right? We follow principles of all sorts of things. We agree with all sorts of different principles. When it comes to God's word, if it, we're like, well, well, I don't know if that's New Testament or Old Testament. I, it's only Old Testament, so pastor, don't go there. It's a principle throughout scripture. Can I say something? It's awesome. You know what the Old Testament word came? Not too long ago. You know how the disciples referred to the Old Testament as? The scriptures. So they didn't go, oh, no, that's old, 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 super old. You know what they said? Well, there's something there. You know, Jesus said, I didn't come to just dismiss it, Right? Okay, thank you. Bible, some of you, I'm like, maybe he did. <laughs> Just kidding. Come on now. He said, I came to fulfill it. I came to fulfill the law. And so this principle is all throughout Scripture. All throughout. So I'm going to walk us through first things first. We've got to get aligned. You know when, when God is first in your life, everything in your life is aligned? When God is, listen, when God's first, when you know you wake up and you have a good day with God, whoo, you have a good time in his presence. Woo! You get built up. You know that day is aligned. Is there going to be hardships? Sure. Is there going to be trials? Absolutely. But you know you are aligned with where God would have you go. When you do not have God first, things in your life are out of line. They're out of line. They don't operate the way that he would have us operate. And it comes specifically to what we have and what we think about giving. And what we think about tithing and how we think about God's kingdom working and specifically his economy. I, I said it last week, God, God's not broke. <laughs> God's not in heaven going, oh, no. I don't know how I'm going to turn the sun on today. My church didn't give to me. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to give. I don't know how the water's going to stay up. The oceans are just going to go because my church didn't. He's not. That's not God. God didn't create giving so that we could give to him to build his kingdom. God gave us giving so that he could change a selfish heart in us. He could change a heart in us that says, you know what, this is mine. I worked for this. I grinded this out. I get this because this is my money. And he's going, yeah, but didn't I give you that mind? Didn't I give you those hands? Hey, didn't I give you those feet? Hey, didn't I build you and create you to do this? So, hey, 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 hey. Sure, you worked really hard, and I'm a blessed worker. You know, Christians should be the hardest workers. Y'all at your work, get promotions. Can you say that? Yeah. Y'all should be getting promoted left and right at work. Y'all should be like, I'm the best worker. I'm the most diligent worker. I'm the hardest worker. Why? We serve the kingdom of God, and everything we do is unto him. And so y'all shouldn't be at your work just sitting back on your computer like, I hate this job. This is the worst job ever. Oh, my goodness. That is not of God. Students, work hard. Don't skip class. I had a nap. It was super late at night. I was doing a project. No, you weren't. You were on the phone with your potential boyfriend. Like, oh my God, I love you. It's so good to see you. How you doing? Where am I going with this? He's not trying. <laughs> it's true, because I know like a lot of you college students are there at that point. It's awesome. But when God's first in your life, things get aligned. And so God is concerned about us understanding that it is always the first with him. It's always the first with him. 
And so I want to open up your Bibles if you have them or they're going to be up on the screen. I'm going to read out of Exodus 13. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 and then 12 and 13. And I'm just going to make this statement. This is a hard piece of scripture to to grasp. If you just read it, if you just read the Bible without asking the Holy Spirit to give you guidance and wisdom and, and discernment on what's happening, right? If you know, reading the Bible, it's okay. You open up your Bibles, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, reveal to me what's happening, right? You could, you guys do that, all right? That's just an extra sermon. That's an extra one. You don't even have to pay me extra. It's good. Just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, open up my eyes to receive. Open up my ears to hear what you have to say. And so as I read this, you know, the people of God are coming out of slavery. They're out of slavery. They're operating. They're moving. They've seen all these crazy things happen in the land of Egypt. All these wild things happen, right? Go check your Bible. Read it. It's awesome. It's got amazing things. But now they're here, right? And God says something profoundly impactful that changed my life, okay? Changed my life as a 24-year-old, okay? And so it, it says this in Exodus. Then the Lord said to Moses, Dedicate, or, or that word dedicate, in, in the, it's consecrate. So what does consecrate or dedicate mean? It means set apart, okay? So, so what he's saying is, is, then the Lord said to Moses, set apart, you with me? Set apart to me every firstborn among the Israelites. The first, of, the first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to who? Me, speaking of God. Hey, set apart your firstborn. Set apart the first of your animals because they belong to me, and then verse 12, he says this, you must present all firstborn sons and firstborn male animals to the Lord, for they belong to him. A firstborn donkey may be bought back, meaning it would be redeemed, right? It would be bought back, it would be redeemed from the Lord by presenting a lamb or a young goat in its place. But if you do not buy it back, you must, this is hard, break its neck. Because <laughs> listen, if you don't present your first to God, you're gonna lose it anyways. However, however, you must buy back every firstborn son. So I read this, I was taught this, and it blew my mind. It was crazy to think, God, why would you ask to, to set apart the firstborn? Why would you ask to set apart the first of this or, or this cat or this? Why would you say all these principles? Isn't this Old Testament? Do we actually have to operate it? And he said, keep listening to me on this. See, see, it's clear that the first belongs to God. The first belongs to God. God has from the beginning of time called his, called to us the first. Called to us saying, I, I, I'm asking you to give me your first. I want your first. So if that's your firstborn, give it to me. If that's the first of your cat, give it to me. If whatever's first that you have, give it to me. Why? Because he wanted to remind them where they came from. They just came out of slavery. God redeemed them out of slavery. God took them out of bondage. God took them out of all that junk. And he's saying, hey, give this to me to remind yourself of where you have come from. God is not asking for uh, for us to give him his first because he's selfish. God is asking us to give him his first because we are selfish. And we forget where we've come from. And so this is, I got to set this up. This is the first important thing that God wants the first, and he says, hey, hey, set your firstborns aside. You know, we've had Titus, right? And he's eight months old, and he's a wild child. I'm praying for him to get saved at a young age. But you know what the Lord said to me when we had him? I was holding him in the hospital room. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get to hold him right away. It was, it was kind of a crazy thing, but I didn't get to hold him. And I got him, in, like, about 45 minutes after he came. I was sitting with him and all that. I got to see him, but I, I got to hold him. And I turned around, and I faced, faced the lake that we were in the hospital room. And I turned around from Rach, and I began to weep over him. And I said, God... This is your boy. This is not my son. Yes, Rach and I created him. Yes, I'm going to raise him. Yes, he's going to call me dad. 
but this is yours. This kid is yours. And I pray, God, that you set him apart. I pray, God, that you use him in a mighty way. I, I pray, God, that you take him and that you, you, you anoint his steps. You anoint it because God's word says, hey, hey, the first belong to me. Now, now listen, I'm going to pray that over every one of my kids. Okay? So don't be like, well, I'm a middle child. I'm a middle child. I've seen counseling. It's good. Okay? So don't be like, well, what about the rest of us? You're good too. God can use that. But there's something profound of saying, that Rachel and I waited. We waited for this child. We went through trials for this child. We, we, we wrestled with stuff, and we, we had some things happen, and we, we got it. And how many of you know we could have said, well, this belongs to me. We did this. Oh, we got out of slavery in Egypt. We were the ones to make a way through the rest. We were the ones to get, no. God says, don't forget where you came from. Remember what I gave you. Remember what I did. Is this making sense to you? Remember what I did to you. So, so dedicate back the first. Dedicate back to me your first. Give, give back your first crops. Give back your first animal. And if the animal is unclean, because there was a lot of things, I don't have time to go into it, but, but if the animal is unclean, right, if it was a donkey per se and that animal was deemed unclean, then you had to take a clean animal and you had to redeem the unclean animal. And that principle right there shook me. Because, man, Jesus wants us to give us his first. God wants us to give us his first. But you understand something? <laughs> How many of you know this? That we were unclean before Jesus came into your life. Can I just get a, a testimony, amen, hand up? Like, how many of you know that we were unclean before we came to Jesus? How many of you know that we are clean now because of Jesus? Okay, okay, so this is the powerful principle that just shook me. Ooh, I was shook. God said, separate the, set aside the firstborn, and if you have an unclean animal, present the clean animal to me to redeem the unclean animal. And God said to me, Jay, I presented my son to you to redeem you. My tithe was Jesus. You know, God tithed. His name was Jesus. Because we were unclean, right? We were unclean. We couldn't pay back ourselves. We couldn't be bought back. And God said, hey, I'm, I, I, the first belongs to me. The first belongs to me, and I'm going to redeem my people because I'm going to give my first up for you to redeem the rest of you. I, you know, Jesus is called the, the brother of many in Scripture. He's, he's the brother of my, am I teaching the word? Like, he's the brother of among many. He was the firstborn, right? Right? The thing about it is, is when you trust God with the first, when you say, God, whatever I've been given, and I give it back to you as the first, you're not saying, God, God, I trust you because I know I got two, three, four more things. God said, I'm going to give my one and only. I'm going to give my one and only. I don't, he didn't say I got a contingent plan for what's next, or maybe if this doesn't work out, I got another Jesus to send. He said, I got my one and only. And when we say, God, you, you have the first. You, you, you have the first. Jesus was referred to as the, the lamb of God. John the Baptist says the lamb of God is here. You're the lamb to be redeemed for, for you and me. Is this making sense? Like the redeeming blood of Jesus Christ says, you know what? I'm giving my first to my children. I'm giving my first to my kids. Because God cares about the first. The first belongs to him. He says, hey, I'm going to give my son as a Tithe. I'm going to give my son so that I can redeem the rest. God cares about what you give him first. He cares about what you give him first. If you can see that God cares about the first principle, he wants to set it apart, he wants to set it aside to redeem the rest of it, then why should we fight with it? Why should we go, well, no, I don't like that scripture. Tithing is hard. Giving is hard. Anybody want to say amen to that? We're an honest church here. Super hard. Right? But if you understand that God deserves the first, maybe that should have been the point to not, 
God, God deserves the first. <laughs> Does that help you all? God deserves the first because of what he told us and what he did for us. If he gave his son Jesus to us, then why should I hold back anything from him? All right? So, so, so how does that, right, apply <laughs> to anything we're talking about money? <laughs> if God says, hey, the first set him aside, I'm going to redeem you with what I gave my first, then what do you think God says to us when we says, give, give our first, our first of our finances, what's he going to do with the rest of it? He says, give it to me first, right? What's he going to do with the other rest? So that takes me to this. The tithe is our first to God. The tithe is our first to God. If we know the first belongs to him, if he set that example up, then we know the tithe belongs to who? God. And it's our first to him. There's a bunch of scriptures I'm going to read and teach. Exodus 23, 19 says this. Hopefully you're writing these down. Hopefully you're taking notes. If you're not, hopefully you're taking notes. The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. Where do you take them? Where do you take them? Four of you. Where does it say to take your first fruits? The house of the Lord. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Well, that's Old Testament. New Testament, Matthew 23, 23. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herd, herb, gardens, but you ignore the most important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe though, yes? Does he say that? He says you should tithe though, but don't neglect the important things too, Okay? Remember I said, this message isn't just about your money. What do you do with your time? What do you do with your talents? What are you actually doing with people on the street? Are you actually caring for people? Are you actually giving yourself over for people? Are you being generous? Jesus addresses the Pharisees and says, yo, you're, you're doing this, you're doing this, but you have the wrong spirit in it. You're giving, but you're doing it just to be seen. Like, don't stop, but do it with the right spirit. Knowing, knowing very well that the first belongs to God. Everything we do belongs... 1 Corinthians 16, 1 through 2 says this, now about the collection for the Lord's people. Do what I told the Galatians church to do. On the first day of every week, on the first, what, what scripture say? Every week, the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. In keeping with your income, set aside, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. The tithe is our way of giving God our first. The tithe. It's our way of giving. We give the first of our time to so many things except God. You want me to prove it? Okay. How many of you woke up this morning and you grabbed your phone and the first thing you opened up was Instagram? Oh, you, rift, you lifted your hand. My hand was, I was like, maybe we should just let that. How many of you opened up your email? My hand's up. The first thing I did today, I rolled over. I didn't even say good morning to my wife. I rolled over and I checked for an email that I'm waiting to hear back from something. How many of you know that we are called to give our first of everything to the Father? So when you wake up in the morning, what are you giving to God? Are you giving it to man or are you giving it to God? Like, like the tithe, when we come into church and we, we have this time of tithes and offerings, it, it reminds us that, you know what, God, you've been giving me, you've given me everything. So you know what, I'm going to give 
all the resources that I have been given is a gift by you. So I'm going to give back just this first portion, this small portion, this 10%. I'm going to give it to you because I do not want to give it to the mortgage company. I do not want to give it to the car place. I do not want to give it to student loans. I do not want to give it to anything else. I want to give it to you because you deserve the first. Because if you gave first, I'm going to trust you to redeem the rest of what I have inside of my bank account. This is teaching. I'm telling you, this is hard. You got to wrestle with it, right? But if the tithe belongs to him, if, if the tithe is his, then what are you giving him first? When you give first, when you give your first of it, you are building a trust in you. You know, like, you're, you're giving and you're like, I still got all these things to pay. I got all these things to pay still. I don't know how this is going to happen. You know what? God will take care of that. God has already told me his promises are true that if he's going to do it in the scripture, why wouldn't he do it through me? I'm not giving to get. I'm not giving to, to have all this stuff. I'm just giving because he's done so much for me that I can't help but give because of what he's done for me. So if I give my first fruits of my money of the tithe to the house of God, I believe he's going to do something radical with what's, what's left over. You know, like, I thought I was Pele a couple weeks ago, the great soccer player. And I went out and I ruptured my ACL, thinking that I was still in my 20s, like a moron. How many of you know, we had to pay already the hospital bill that I'm about to, about to have surgery with. How do you know, this is just, that's not a light bill. Hospitals, man, they, it's a whole nother story. But we got paid. And there's that bill sitting there. And I said to Rach, we pay our tithes first before I even pay any other man. Because my first fruits of what we've done, the way we've worked, the way that God's provided, it goes back to him. as a way of saying, I trust you. I believe you. I know you're going to do great and measurable things. You know, the tithe in Scripture, it's, it's a common thing talked about. But, but really, the tithe throughout Scripture, though, it, it was 10%. Oftentimes, it was a little more than that, maybe 20, right? But they did it to remind themselves that, you know what, God? You're first in my life. You're first in my life. You are first in my life. I, I give to God my first because I show my loyalty to him. Show me your bank statement, and I'll show you what you're loyal to. I know this is hard. We got a bunch of young people in this church. But if you can catch this, that God deserves, God, he, he, he deserves the first. What is your first going to? Starbucks? Nordstrom's? What's it going to? And whatever you're giving your first to, is it actually going to do anything for you? Is it actually going to help you? Is it actually going to move in your life? You know, oftentimes I counsel a lot of people, and, and oftentimes I, I, I know that a lot of the reasons why marriages get attacked is because this is out of order. Because they're not saying, our house is yours first, God. Our bank account is yours, God. Our marriage is for you. They're saying, I'll take what's mine, and then I'll give God whatever is left over. See, when you understand that God gave you his first, and he says, hey, just practice this. Just help this to, to build it. Like Rodney said, build a spiritual muscle in you that you can give your first. Guys, listen, if none of you do this, it's fine. Okay, can I make that statement? If none of you, I don't know, I don't believe, it's fine. I just want to encourage you to look at what scripture says. I want you to have a resolve in your heart that, whoa, actually, you know what? God has done something great for me. God has done something marvelous. You know what? So if his word tells me to come, I will give. I will give. I will give. Not to show the world. Not to show the people. Scripture says, don't let anybody see what you're giving. 
right? Just don't let it be seen, but I'm giving back to you as a sign of loyalty unto you, God. As a sign of loyalty to you that what you have given me is everything. So you know what Paul tells me on the first day of the week to gather according to what I have made, according to my income, and bring it, then I'm going to bring it. Why? It's God's anyways. So I'm not saying that if you don't practice tithing, you're not going to make it to heaven. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying if you don't practice tithing, you're going the other way. <laughs> Hell, I'm not saying any of that. That's intense, Pastor. What are you doing? Where are you going? What's happening? What I am saying is, is you will see the kingdom come alive in your life more than ever before. If you say, you know what, God, I, you've given me something that I never deserved. And you ask me just to give a small little bit back to your house, small little bit back to your kingdom, I'm going to do it. Why? Because I don't deserve any of this anyways. We somehow build a selfish spirit that we deserve all of this, that we deserve the clothes on our backs, the shoes on our feet, that we deserve the house that we live because I've worked so hard and I've hustled and I've hustled and I've hustled. It's God's. And I'm telling you something, when you understand that the first belongs to him, it builds a spirit in you that you don't withhold anything from God. That when you wake up in the morning, your first thing is to worship with him, is to pray with him, is to get in your word with him. See how this all comes something bigger than just giving money? But the first belongs to God. Tithing is a way to maintain a trust level with God. It's saying to God that I'm going to give you the first. I don't care what happens with the rest. I don't care what happens with the rest. It's scary, it's hard, but I trust you. You with me? Anybody thankful he's not asking for the 90? Like he's not asking, the bank could come up. He's not asking for the 90. He's just saying, just remember what I gave you and just give me back the first. Just, just watch me move in the first. Watch me give to you in more ways than I could ever imagine, like you could ever imagine. Guys, if you can catch, why are we talking about this? Because this generation is missing this. And I mean that in love. But we're looking at what's happening in the world, the economy. We're looking at what's happening in our bank account. A lot of you college students are like, I have no money. What are you talking about, Pastor? God sees your heart. It's all about the heart. It's all about the heart, right? If you have zero money and you're making zero money, God's not going to have you go find some dimes on the street and tell you to bring it into the house. You have no money. Okay, then you just give them the first of your heart, or the, of your time, I mean. Give them the first of your day. Give them the first of every. Does this make sense? God cares deeply. He wants to build you up. He wants to strengthen you, and he wants to build this principle in you. So when the buckets come around, there's not some like, oh, man, I got to do this. Oh, man, here it is again. Some guy's going to come up there. Some lady's going to come up there and give the tithe message, the offering message. Oh, man, we got to sit through this. Can we just get back to Pastor Jordan singing so beautifully? Oh, can we? No, you start to go, oh, man, I get to participate in the kingdom of God. I get to participate in what he's doing here in this city. I get to participate in what he's going to do throughout Inglewood, throughout Austin, throughout every neighborhood. I get to participate in him. And even if it's just a small portion, I trust him that he's going to do the first. He's going to make the first better than everything else that I have in my bank account. Are you with me? And so I was wrestling with this word. I was wrestling with what I should say and how to close this. And I, and I had a point, but... <laughs> I was upstairs early this morning. I said, okay, if the first belongs to God, if God cares for the first, then what does this leave me? How do I, how do I operate in this? And I, and I said, I, I originally said that we give our first in obedience. And for me, I agree with that. For you, you got to wrestle with that. So, so I said, okay, I want to be, be clear. Can I say this to you, church? 
I literally told the team, I'm changing my third point. Don't even throw it up there. The creative team did amazing. I said, don't even throw it up there. Because, like, yeah, it's an obedience thing for me. I've come to learn. It's an obedience thing. And maybe your obedience is growing and you're getting stronger and stronger. Maybe next week you can't give 10% or you can't give whatever. You can just give a small, but just obedience, right? It's building a muscle. It's obedience. But I've had, I had a moment with the Lord upstairs. He said, it's obedience, yeah, sure. But when we give, we give as an opportunity to participate, JP, in what I'm doing. When we give to God, when we say, God, I'm giving back to you. I'm, I'm giving. It's an opportunity to partace, participate in what he's doing in here on this earth. Like, catch this. I'm not, I'm going to say, I don't know any one of you and what you give. From the beginning of this church, I never said, hey, guys, I want to see. Why? It's you and God. I'm not going to come hug you better because you give more. We laugh. It's happened. This is not for me to judge your obedience with God. Sure, I'm spurring you, and I'm teaching you, and I'm exhorting you, and I'm trying to push you close. But what better way just to say, when we tithe, man, we get to participate in what's happening. His kingdom here on this earth. We get to participate. We get to be a part of what God's doing. And, 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 and here it is, Malachi, right? Oh, man, so many pastors, so many preachers talk. I love Malachi. Chapter 3, here we go. It's so good. It's so strong. It's so amazing. It's about what every tithing offering message talks about. But I caught something. He says this, chapter 3, 6 through 12. He says, I am the Lord and I do not change. Right there. I can read this passage of scripture and say it to y'all. Why? He says, I'm the Lord and he what? Does not change. So this principle, this idea, this, this, this powerful thing of tithing, he's saying, hey, I don't change. I'm not old, I'm not new, I don't change. I don't change, and the reason why God is writing to these people is he's, he's just, he's, he's, can I say this? He's just, man, he's just like, oh, my heart breaks. My heart breaks because they don't get it. They don't get the idea of, they don't get the, 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 the joy of participating in my kingdom. So he continues, that is why your descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, right? Like the people are like, wait, God, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm sure they had great church services. They had great worship. They had great outreach. They had all that great stuff, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, God, we're, how can we return when we've never gone away? You read that? They're saying, God, what are you talking about? We've showed up on Sundays. We've showed up to prayer meeting. We're doing two for one. Like, we got the two for ones. Like, we're here. What do you mean? I, I, I'm in O group. <laughs> I give to the people on the street. I, I help when I can't. Like, I, I do all that stuff. Like, I, I, I serve. Wait, what do you mean you, you've left me? Hmm. Remember, he doesn't change. He said, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? We, we've never cheated you, God. You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. God doesn't change. You are under a curse, and listen, Jesus came, and there's a whole bunch I can unpack there, but listen, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouses so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, said the Lord of heaven's armies, and this is it, this is it, 
okay, this is it. This is everything, right? He's saying, stop cheating me. He's not broke, remember? You heard me? Nod your heads if you heard me say that. He's not broke. He's not saying, like, I need your money. He's just saying, why did I teach this whole principle throughout this entire scripture, and now some way, somehow, you forgot that I'm still God and I'm still the same? And he's like, so I got to correct you. I got to get you back on. You've been cheating me of the tithes. You've been cheating me of the offering. And so listen, guys, like, it's not going to be fun for you if you do that. But, but the reason why he wants you to do it is right here. He says, because I will open up the windows of heaven for you. How many of you know the windows of heaven opening up? That's good. Like, I'm just sitting uh, below the window like, I'm ready. He says, hey, stop cheating me. Don't do this, please. Like, be, like, return to me. Participate in my kingdom. Work in my kingdom with me. Do what I commanded you to do. Do what, I, what I've told you to do. I will open up the heavens for you. I will pour out a blessing so great, you will not have enough room to take it in. <laughs> is this prosperity gospel? No. This is Bible. I'm not telling you you're going to pray this prayer. You're going to start giving. You're going to get a Lamborghini. You're like, dang. He will provide everything you need. Is that in the Bible? Yes. Not everything you want. <laughs> when the storehouses of heaven open up, you're like, I didn't want that. I wanted this. I wanted He just provides everything you need. He wants to give you everything you need to push his kingdom forward, to make your marriage blessed, to see your walk grow farther, to see you reach more people, to see you be a light in your workplace. He wants to see the kingdom of heaven flow through you and provide everything you need. He says, try it, though. Try it. I'm almost done. I know these messages. I knew these messages were going to go on. Try it. You know what God's saying? Try to participate in my kingdom. Try it. You've tried worship. You've tried to open up your Bibles. You've tried serving. You've tried everything, but try this too. And he says, he says something so, he says, put me to the test. It's the only scripture you've heard me say in the Bible that God says, test me in this. You know that? The only place, right here. Test me in this Try it. Test me. Go ahead. Just church, my children, test me. Try participating in the whole kingdom of God. Try just, just try it. What's the harm? We try all sorts of stuff, crazy stuff. Someone's all, the people are always trying to get me to try spicy food. I ain't touching that stuff. I'm not. So don't. If you come to me, Pastor, I got you some spicy food. Like I'm gonna be like, thanks, bless you, but keep it. I'd receive the gift. I'm. We try all sorts of things. We try this program or that program or this diet or that. We try this gym or that thing. We try this financial plan or that financial plan. We, we try to talk to this guy because he's going to help us get a bunch of wealth. And we try to talk to this guy because instead of saying, I'm going to try God's way. I'm going to try God's way. And I'm going to watch him do great and mighty things in my life. I'm going to watch him meet every one of my needs. Your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your homes will be protected. Your homes will be guarded. Your homes, your marriages, they'll be protected. They'll be guarded. Say, say, you know, communication's the number one reason why marriages break down. You know what number two is? Money. Money. 
Why? Because you start fighting about it. You start bickering about it. You start arguing about it and saying, no, we're going to give God his first. We're going to trust him. And we're going to see do, him do immeasurably more than we can ever. Our homes will be filled with joy. Our homes will be filled with peace. Our homes will be filled with abundance. We don't have to lack anything because we're given to God everything we've been given. It's a gift back. Then all the nations will call you blessed for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Guys, this is a hard issue. This is a dependency thing. Ultimately, it's a trust thing. First things first. I'm telling you, you can have a great walk with God. You can hear his voice. You can minister to people, and that's awesome. Keep doing it. But why not have the whole kingdom of heaven alive in your heart? I know that's hard to receive, and that's a thing you got to wrestle, but that's how I'm closing. They're going to sing, and we're going to worship in a moment, but test me. Hey, just try this, guys. This is not JP. This is the Lord. Test me in it. Hey, watch. Like, when you actually do this, my word won't return void. Oh, are you going to have some trials? Yeah, I said it. Are you going to have some struggles? Oh, yeah. Are you going to wonder, yo, how are we going to pay this thing off? Oh, yeah. Have there been numerous times where my wife and I have sat at the table and we've looked and we've gone, no way. We, we don't know how. We don't know what. But I have said, and she has said, we've looked at each other and we've said, but God deserves our first no matter what we see because God is in control. God is almighty. God is grace-filled. God is abundant. God is provisionary. God owns a thousand, a cat on a thousand hills. God is not broke. God's arm is not too short. His hand will stretch out. His power will move in us. We will see God do abundantly more in our lives because he says, test me in this. Stop cheating me. And you know what he's saying? And this is how I'm closing. He says, this is my fourth close. You guys are like, how many closes are you going to have? This is my fourth one. I'll maybe do five, but this is it. He says, stop cheating me. He's not saying we're cheating God. He's saying stop cheating me from being my, the God I can be to you. Catch that. He's not saying y'all cheat him and he's mad. Ah! He's like, yo, I don't get to be God, the God that I am to you because you're withholding from me. I want to give you everything, so just come and try this and let me be the God that can conquer whatever you need. Let me be the God of abundance. Let me be the God of provision. Let me be the God that you can trust and stop cheating me of me being me. Stop cheating me from being who I can be to you. That's why I can confidently stand up every day and go, God is the God of abundance. God is the great protector. God is the great provider. God has conquered the grave. There is victory alive in him. There is great things in store for you. There is power afforded to you. There is grace upon grace, glory upon glory. And I don't know about you, when I get this revelation, I'm like, God, you take it all. You deserve it all. Come on, church. I think we just need to stand. We need to worship him. Come on, let's just sing this out loud.